0: Guys, welcome back to episode 26 of the Three Bagger Podcast. I'm your host, Evan, and I'm here with my co-host Nick Ferrieri. As always, Nick, how are you doing today?
1: Well, as a A's fan, not great, but as a baseball fan, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, we're out here only a couple of days out of here from opening day. If another opening day special coming on, I know a month ago at this time you think, oh, we're probably not gonna have opening day on time. right? are probably until May, May, but now it's here, it's happening, getting excited. I know. The show comes out tomorrow for a lot of people are pre-ordering, getting ready for that. So uh, exciting time here, Evan, has be a lot of anticipation as the season's coming up.
0: Yeah, I was kind of surprised. I really was thinking at this time that we weren't going to be really talking about baseball and that everything was going to kind of be postponed because of the lockout. So it's awesome to be here today talking with you, like you said, in anticipation just a couple days out. As a Yankee fan, definitely I'm excited to uh, watch Yankees baseball here in the next week or two. So let's get into kind of our first segment of the episode. Uh, we're, it's going to be a shorter one today. We just kind of wanted to give you an opening day special sort of thing and just talk about that a- pertaining to opening day. So we're just going to kind of catch you up on some of the last minute trades and transactions that have kind of happened uh, across thing. the league. So... A lot of small stuff going on here. Uh, Since the last time we recorded, some of the only moves we had were the Yankees and Mets making their only trade, or sorry, their first trade since 2005. Uh, They swapped Miguel Castro, a sinker sinker ball reliever, who was pretty good last year for Jolie Rodriguez. Uh, Jolie Rodriguez was kind of a throw-in in in that Joey Gallo trade um, for all you Yankees fans. Um, sorry, Nick, I'm just going to take this segment really quick because there's only like <laughs> four or five transactions. So, Did the, um, Baltimore Orioles traded away Tanner Scott and Cole Sulcer to the Miami Marlins for a couple prospects. Those guys are going to be uh, pretty good for Miami to kind of shore up their back end of the bullpen, especially because they're closer for the season. I would assume one of the very small moves that was also made today, the Yankees acquired David McKay from the... Tampa Bay Rays for cash considerations. I have no idea who that is, but knowing the Yankees and Matt Blake, they'll turn him into a Clay Holmes like, where he was just nobody and now he will be somebody. And Nick, I'll actually let you uh, take the last trade here since it uh, hits home to you. Um,
1: but right. there were other a couple guys. Gore, think...
0: Gore got optioned already, though. Gore's down. Yeah, Gore. Gore's down. So, he'll, sure. so, he'll so probably he'll start can... the season down, but he'll he'll yeah definitely affect the team during the season. Yeah, they got
1: Musgrove as well. Looking at the yeah, looking Joe Musgrove, grow, I
0: believe, as well. So Nick Martinez, that was Rick a guy's name yeah. that I've heard. Yeah, so, he came from Japan. He played really well in
1: Japan. I remember him from uh, playing the Japanese baseball game. I got so, uh, <laughs> so yeah, so like I said, like I said, there's there six or seven options. Obviously, McCourt, I, I I do expect Gore to be called up uh, after a month or so because obviously it's one of those guys is just gonna get hurt. It just happens in baseball. So yeah, so like I said, the, the really set up now is. There may be no like elite pitcher in there, but they're all very good quality starting pitchers you'd want in your rotation at at two or three options. So I think I see some great moves here by the Padres kind of shoring up, getting another quality starter.
0: Let's go and kind of look at some opening day matchups now. So those are really all the moves that we thought were somewhat impactful. Let's just get down to it. Uh, Yankees-Red Sox, very first game of the season. Obviously that's going to be... A great matchup obviously one of the best rivalries in sports it's going to be at yankee stadium uh, i will be trying to watch that on well i am on my lunch at work uh pitching matchup there is obviously cole versus eovaldi uh yankees trying to have a better season than they did last year when boston eliminated them in the playoffs we'll see how that kind of turns out and it's very interesting that both of these teams are kind of not on the outside looking in but they're really both if things go how they really should this year going to be three and four in this division so we'll see if either one of those teams can kind of mix up that fate and uh, try to take obviously the top two spots what's the game that you've kind of pinpointed nick that you're watching on thursday yeah looking here I, as i mentioned like i'm here on the west coast so
1: that game should be right at 10 a.m so kind of like an hour after i'm working go pop that on a game I was looking forward to was, was going to be the Nationals-Mets, but now the Mets don't have a starting pitcher. So let's see how that's going to work out for them. Uh, other games, I think uh, a night games were interesting, should be Astros-Angels. Uh, Angels do have a low, All every year have the expectations like, this team should be a playoff team, and they never are. So that should be interesting. And then Friday's is going to be a big day for me because both the A's and Giants are playing. I know the uh, Giants are going to open up at home versus the Marlins. I'm playing and going Saturday. Uh, to, a, to a game that weekend. So looking forward to that game, my first baseball game, uh, first of many this year. So really looking forward to catching that one uh, this weekend.
0: Yeah, no, that'll definitely be exciting. I know that, uh, you've already booked flights, uh, to make another trip this year for some baseball. We'll do some, uh, three bagger at the ballpark again, uh, that that segment lives in 2022. Uh, Nick and I will be both attending um, a Red Sox game. I believe it's against the Chicago White Sox in May. Little sock on sock action, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see some Sox action, which will be cool. I haven't seen the White Sox play live, so that'll add another team to my list. And obviously, I'll get to see Fenway at least one or two more times before I uh, end up heading out of the New England area in May. So that might be a tough month for the podcast because I will. For you, those of you that don't know, I'll be picking up and probably moving my uh, life back down to Tampa for at least um, a couple more years. So you might hear from us less, but we'll at least get that three-bagger at the ballpark done uh, in Boston. And that'll be your first time at Fenway, right, Nick?
1: Correct, yeah. I've done any of the ballparks in the Northeast, so really looking forward to that one.
0: Yeah, Fenway's a good one. It's it's a great just area. You get to see uh, lands down and everything. I've, I've experienced it a bunch of times uh, now, and it's it's pretty neat it's it's you definitely got to go there if you're a baseball fan a couple of these matchups that we're looking at let me just take a scan down here royals guardians that's not really going to be a great game cubs brewers those are usually all good games i mean you got corbin burns going up against kyle Hendricks, so that should be a decent one to open the season um uh shane bieber is pitching in the guardians game so anytime he pitches you obviously probably want to see it mariners twins i'm kind of interested to see how Robbie Ray follows up um, his Cy Young season and with the Mariners, I think the Mariners actually have some expectations this year. So uh, Wainwright uh, for the Cardinals against the Pirates. I think this might be Wainwright's last start, like opening day start of his career. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to play much more after this year. Yeah. And just, you mentioned uh, Wainwright there, Evan, considering they just had another veteran, the uh,
1: Cardinals bring bull holes back. So, he'll end his career here in St. Louis, where it began. Obviously, just go go check out the statues and St. Louis when you're St. Louis, it's absolutely wild how much of a dominant player he's going to be. He's still pushing. He still has a slight outside chance of catching, of getting past A. Rod for the home run total, getting up to top four now on the board in home runs. I think he's like I think he's at 670 something. So, an outside chance of to get into that 694 number. So, to be a push to see if he can get there. How many games he will actually be able to play? But now there's a decent National League really does open up the opportunity to see Pujols to kind of, he's going to bat like 210, but he could still smack 25 home runs.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to see him, especially with his old team. I mean, it's crazy too that like Waino and Yadier Molina are still there too and they're going to be playing with them. I've saw I've seen a bunch of uh, the pictures on social media of like Pujols, Wainwright and Molina just like hanging out, old buddies. <laughs> That's going to be pretty cool. I, I I hope he gets it. I really like Albert Pujols and I know he's really fallen off in the last couple of years of his contract, but it would be nice to see him uh, catch that mile. So,
1: yeah. Let's see. Um,
0: La- Sorry, go ahead, Nick. Uh,
1: let's, yeah. go, let's go ahead and check out some of these uh, Friday games. As I mentioned, like that uh, John's playing the Marlins. One interesting note the A's are actually playing the Phillies. We're the first time they're opening up in Philadelphia since they left Philadelphia. Back in the 19, like early 1950s, late 1940s. So obviously because matchups the NL versus the AL, you, you don't see that as much. So it's pretty cool here that that's just, you can try out the VA's are gonna go back to their original stopping grounds and with the first time they've opened up a series there in over 50, 60 years. So that's something pretty cool to note there. And then uh, another another cool note, we would did, we did check out the uh, Rangers-Blue Jays because both the teams made some pretty big moves in the offseason, both got a lot better, so that should be a pretty good barometer to see how these teams do uh, during in-season.
0: Yeah, Rangers-Blue Jays will definitely be a good one to keep an eye on. Uh, I didn't know that they were doing interleague matchups to uh, open the season. I actually didn't even see that. That is that is interesting. A's-Phillies. Uh Philly's obviously a big watch, too, as uh, they've made – couple of big acquisitions i think schwarber and castellanos make that lineup pretty deadly so philly should be one of the top offensive teams this year all right so that's kind of a preview of opening day uh that'll be thursday 8th i believe right seventh uh,
1: se- seventh will be thursday we most have the teams open up on the seventh the other half will open up on the eighth
0: all right so april 7th and 8th mlb season opens never thought we'd get there <laughs> All right, so we are going to quickly give our predictions for awards. So Nick and I have come up with lists of who we think are going to win the AL and NL MVP, Cy Young, and Rookie of the Year. And we're going to come back to one of our episodes at the end of the season and kind of check ourselves and see how we did. So Nick, I am going to let you list all three of your AL winners, and then I will do it after you so nick your prediction for al mvp
1: al mvp yeah let me get my list up here AL MVP. i'm gonna go with the uh, Guerrero jr he was very good last year only lost because a guy literally pitches and hits and so that's why he lost the award but i think he's very good i think otani will miss some time this year just because of his workload load and i think the angels will kind of dip out of it Guerrero will be one of the main reasons why this team gets to the playoffs and probably finishes first in their division, the Blue Jays. So I really like Guerrero winning MVP in the AL. The pitcher one's a little bit uh, more challenging here uh, for the Cy Young. I'm actually going to go with Shane Bieber on this one. Guy won it in 2020, missed a lot of games last year. I think he can kind of get back to that form here. And I think he's a really good chance to be the top pitcher now in the AL. And the rookie of the year, I'm going to go with uh, Bobby Wood Jr. Guy gets called up. I think he's be the only real main attraction there on that Royals team. If you're the Rookie of the Year, it doesn't really matter how good your team finishes. It's just matter if you put up the numbers and you show up. I think he's going
0: to be a guy a chance to play every single game for for the Royals. So I think it's
1: a good shot winning our Rookie of the Year in the AL. All
0: right, I, I definitely like those picks, and I had some of the same thoughts, but I thought I was going to mix it up a little bit. Um, I'm probably going to come off as pretty biased here uh, <laughs> for these the section of the awards. I think you kind of know where I'm going with this. I I truly believe so. I've obviously been very pessimistic on the Yankees this season, but I think they do have some individual guys that are going to have some pretty big individual performances regardless of how the team performs. So with that being said, I'm going to choose my MVP as Aaron Judge. I think if Aaron Judge is healthy all season, I think Judge is taking MVP. He was snubbed with Altuve in the cheating in 2017. He was kind of injured for parts of the year in 18 and 19 and even 20. And I think as good as Vlad is, I think Judge is going to have a rapid season. Not rapid. I think he's going to have a great year. And give me Aaron Judge is the AL MVP. I I agree with you with Otani. I think he might be a little bit more injured this year and might miss it. And if Judge isn't winning MVP, I would probably pick Vlad Guerrero Jr. That would probably be my second choice. AL Cy Young. Uh, I was going to go with Bieber as well, but Cole just missed it last year. I think Cole is going to have an even better year. With a slightly stronger offense and just the coaching staff has changed, and I'm just kind of hoping that this team will overall be a little bit better. So give me Judge for MVP and Cole for AL Cy Young. Like I said, all of you people can call me biased. That's fine. Those are gonna be my predictions. I really like the Bobby Witt pick for rookie of the year, Nick. I think Bobby Wit has a very good chance of winning it and is a front runner, but I'm going to go with Julio Rodriguez. I think Julio Rodriguez is going to bust onto this scene with Seattle and they have a very good lineup. And I think Rodriguez is going to be a pretty key component of that. So give me Julio Rodriguez as the AL uh, rookie of the year. Gotcha. All right. We're going to shift over to the NL. Real uh, quick, real quick here, Evan,
1: Uh, since you picked an MVP tandem, I have to ask this question. Do you know, the last time an MVP were an MVP and the Cy Young on the same team, what year did it happen, and what
0: team, and what were the players for that when that happened? I have no idea, but I'm sure you're gonna tell me. <laughs> yep,
1: last time it had to, it's happened four times this decade. Last time it happened was uh, Miguel Cabrera and Max Scherzer on the 2013 Tigers. It happened in 2006 with Morneau and uh, Johan Santana with uh, for the Twins, and then the uh, 2005 was uh, Albert Pujols. We were just talking about him in uh Chris uh-huh. Carpenter, Chris Carpenter won the Cy Young and then another team we're talking about earlier, the A's that in 2002 with Miguel Tejado and Barry Zito, but I was looking through this. I don't think any of those teams won the world series that year. So I also, that's really a good thing if you win both the Cy Young and the, win that in the same year, just saying. Yeah, you're it.
0: probably right. But Hey, I, I didn't say I had my expectations. The Yankees won the world series this year. <laughs> I, I mean, I hope so, but I, I I really don't think that uh, I think there are a lot of other strong teams around them. I I mean, obviously they got a chance. They're a contender, but you're right. I I think judge and Cole are going to be that tandem. And it hasn't happened. I mean, it's happened every what couple, like maybe three to like eight years that was or something. So I think we get another one here. I I don't think anybody on Toronto or anything like that is going to go for it. I don't think there's really, uh, I I guess you could probably do, you know, we're, we're leaving. We're underestimating Jose Ramirez and Shane Bieber here. I think that that's, could be it too. That
1: that that Wait, could
0: be, I, I completely forgot about Ramirez. I mean,
1: I mean, I mean. Obviously, that. I mean, maybe Barrios steps it up. That's a chance for Toronto too. Or maybe, or maybe Shole or, uh, or, or Shohei, Yep. or Gosman, or, or Shohei becomes an all-time pitcher. He needs Mike Trout gets that back in. Yeah, form, Trout, you know?
0: yeah, maybe. There's a lot of different possibilities. I'm gonna go with my team though. I'm gonna go with my okay. guys. All right, all right. <laughs> that that was definitely a really that was a neat stat though that you pulled up. I like that. So we're going to kick it to you, Nick, for the uh, NL Awards.
1: NL Awards. I'm going to go with Juan Soto as my MVP. Uh, Still Young had a really great year a couple of years ago. I think he can really get back to the forum here. Uh, a team that the national trying to really do need that push. I think Soto can, can provide that push. So for the NL, uh, Cy Young, I was debating from two pitchers on the same team which one to choose. I'm going to go with Corbin Burns on this one. Last year of the 243. ERA and that division. I don't think is very, got weaker than it was last year. So I expect him to put him to the numbers and get, get Brewers back to the playoffs. And for rookie of the year, a guy you, you just realized, Oh wait, it is true. He is a rookie. Give me uh Suzuki for the, uh for the Chicago Cubs has a chance to hit a lot with the DH. Now in the national league, especially has to play the outfield all the time. He has a chance to put up some pretty decent numbers. I'm not I don't have like an each type of season win the MVP, all that, but I still think you can put up some solid numbers in a kind of a weaker nl uh nl rookie
0: class very interesting i didn't even think about that um and your scion was corbin burns yep i honestly completely forgot about all the brewers guys so and alan soto is your mvp okay yep mine are drastically different (laughs) nice all right, so I'm going to go in with my NL picks now. I like the Juan Soto picnic. That's that's pretty solid. Uh, he's definitely a great player and is definitely going to hit for a high average and launch some bombs this year. I'm going to kind of bring up an MVP from the past, though. Um, we're going to go with Mookie Betts. I think he's going to come back and have a really good year and kind of really power the Dodgers, especially with Freeman hitting in that lineup now. Uh, obviously, they were a powerhouse before Freeman came, but I think Freeman just offers even more protection um, in that lineup, especially for the leadoff uh, Mookie bets So give me Mookie for uh, NL MVP. I, I also really like the Corbin Burns pick. I honestly completely forgot about the Brewers tandem of Woodruff and Corbin Burns because they're in Milwaukee. So I'm going to go with my NL Cy Young, and it's really funny too because I just realized I did this in both leagues. My MVP and Cy Young are both on the same team. So give me Walker Bueller.
1: Interesting. All right. All right. For
0: NL Cy Young, obviously Bueller's always up there, but just I think he's taken another step this year, and he's really gonna come out and help the Dodgers. So if I get these, I'm after looking at these like as a second thought now. If these both happen, if both my AL and NL MVP and Cy Young happen, that's got to be like the first time that's ever happened in history that both AL and NL teammates have won those two awards so it'll be a pretty special year for the three bagger podcast if uh (laughs) if those two come true
1: uh yeah it did happen it did happen once uh imagine scrolling do you even want to even venture a guess what year or or a player
0: was it anywhere like was it anywhere in the time that i would be paying attention to baseball if it was in like the 1960s i'm gonna have no idea was it like really really early? like earlier like give me a time frame give me give me a time frame of the 1900s uh i'd
1: say a time frame i'll give you is before you were born i'll say that but it it was own but it wasn't too far before you were born i'll give you that
0: yeah and and i'll say i'll say two of these players are pretty famous i i don't even know too many guys what was it griffey and randy johnson do they play together was that one that was not one but even before that i'll 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 help you out. The year it was 1990.
1: Do you want to give, guess me two very
0: famous players? I I don't think I have a guess. I don't. I I'm gonna feel stupid when you say them, but I I can't really think of anything right now.
1: Yeah. So, Oh, uh, yeah. So so the so I'll give you hit. 1990 was an athletic. Does that help? 1990 was an athletic. With the A's, yeah. Oof. 1990 was the Pirates. Does that help? The A's and the A's and the Pirates.
0: Not really, honestly. All right, so the A's. It was Ricky
1: Henderson. when the. I was NBA. gonna say
0: Ricky Henderson too. I don't know the pitcher, but I was gonna say Ricky Henderson.
1: Yeah, it's Bob Welch, so I, I'm not surprised there. But uh, it, but the 1990, the Pirates. It was Barry Bonds, and it was uh, duh, and it was Brucknick. So I, I didn't expect to get the sides, but yeah. But
0: no, I, I honestly forgot that Bonds even played for the Pirates. Pirates. Yeah. So, yeah, I wouldn't have gotten that. I don't know why I said Johnson and Griffey. That was in the 2000s. Yeah. No.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah but that, that that was after.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean so, it wasn't
0: too far after, but it was still yeah, not in the 1900s.
1: Exactly, exactly. So, the so last hand did do win the World Series was 1988 when Kirk Gibson, and Earl Hos, got it. So Gibson with the MVP, Horshire with the uh, the Cy Young, and that's when the Dodgers beat the A's in '88. So it can't happen. It's just it's just pretty pretty rare. It hasn't happened for over 30 years.
0: So just, hey, man, it's, it's happening this year. Gotcha. I, I had not I, I picked the winners right last year or was it the year before I, that that was not preseason predictions though that was after they already announced some of the awards so this is tougher that's <laughs> yeah, true
1: that's true i mean i i picked the world series winner but on a different podcast that no longer exists so you know we're, we're oh, all good there catch yeah. 53 is dead catch 53 is dead and i wasted my world series like i i said i said the Braids, but. It's just, it's just out there floating in another podcast and it wasn't part of three-bag universe. I only saved my worst takes for this podcast. so
0: you know. I guess so, yeah. yeah. We, we both kind of save our worst takes for this podcast, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to kind of give you a sleeper in the rookie of the year. Okay. Do I think this guy is going to win? I think he has an outside shot, but I'm going to make it my prediction anyway because if he puts stuff together and has a good season, I, I think that he's going to win it. Um, I'm going to take the red starting pitcher Hunter green for rookie of the year. Uh, If he stays healthy, which will probably be the big question. If he doesn't win, it'll probably be because he didn't be, because he didn't pitch a full season, but I think Hunter green's got a lot of skill. He guns the ball at over a hundred and he's been a really hyped up prospect. So uh, give me Hunter green with an honorable mention. If it's not green, I think it's going to be CJ Abrams too. That guy is skilled. He's in a loaded Padres lineup. He's gonna be a, on a probably a double play tandem with Tatis eventually. Let's give me CJ Abrams.
1: Interesting pick. Yeah. One guy we forgot to mention here was also O'Neill Cruz is a strong running for the Pirates here. Also the way also NL.
0: Cabrian Hayes give Cabrian. give Cabrian Hayes some credit in there too. I, I, there, there's a lot of good rookies this year that could really uh win it. It's always kind of a hat toss when you're predicting rookies because you really never know how they're gonna. Uh, kind of react to playing in the majors but i think any of the guys we mentioned have uh, pretty solid shots all right nick so we do have some breaking news as we are recording right now there is a pretty hefty trade being agreed to uh the tigers and the tampa bay rays are swapping uh isaac paredes who is a top prospect for the detroit tigers um, along with a draft pick, it looks like it's going to be a second rounder towards like the 60th pick. Um, they're giving up those two for Austin Meadows. One of the big guys that came back in that uh, with Tyler Glass now and the Chris Archer trade a couple of years ago, and boy, it looked like Meadows was going to be a Ray for a while, but we do know the Rays and uh, their similarities to the Oakland A's and they're kind of getting ahead of the gun here, trading Meadows for good amount of value before he starts kind of hitting arbitration and getting more expensive Uh, Isaac Paredes is still a prospect he's 23 and he's one of the top prospects in the game quietly so honestly for the Rays it's probably a good move the Rays don't make many bad moves and it kind of sticks with their philosophy of getting rid of guys that are going to start to cost money and kind of doing it early in surprise moves to kind of try to get that young talent Uh, what are your thoughts on this Nick?
1: Yeah, definitely interesting move here. You see, you're you going to see a team like the Tigers who are really trying to make another leap. They've been bad for a couple of years. We saw a couple of moves they've made this year. They spent a lot of money in free agency. They feel they're pretty close to contending here in a, in a weak AL Central. I still don't think they're quite there. I think Meadows probably moves them to more two or three more plus wins this year, so they have a chance of getting over 500. I don't know if they're a playoff team yet, but I think good move overall because the Rays are still deep enough where they're still going to be a pretty good playoff team and they get a pretty young prospect who you compare with uh Franco and all the other young guys you got over there.
0: Yeah. And Paredes plays pretty much every infield position too. So the, obviously the Rays also love that versatility. I, I'm thinking that uh Yandy Diaz may be, he's not out in Tampa Bay, but I think he might be uh not playing as much with this move as I think Predace will probably break camp with the Rays and kind of start his career there um, and kind of just playing all infield positions. So breaking news, you heard it here first, three bagger podcast, um, right as we're recording. So now that we kind of got past the breaking news, we are going to go to our last segment of the night, Uh, We're going to do our ballpark prices right. We did this last year where Nick and I both uh, picked some teams for each other and we predicted uh, what a ticket would cost in uh, these sections um, at the opener for these teams. So, Nick, I'm going to have you go first. I have your uh, teams and I have uh, some sections from those stadiums. And I'm going to kind of read them to you and get your prediction here. So we'll start with the Kansas City Royals. Section 241, row FF, seat four for the opener against the
1: Guardians. Gotcha. Uh, 244, do we have a location? Is it first base, third
0: base, behind the plate? It is first base side, a little. It's not quite behind the plate, but it's like dugout-ish. Gotcha. So we
1: Gotcha, Royals, pretty bad team, but I think opening day, they'll charge a little bit more here. Uh, builds are still pretty good seats in 200 sections, so I'm going to go with
0: $56 uh, for that seat right there, Evan. All right, so we're going to write these down, and I'll reveal them all at the end for you. So we got $56 on the guess for the Royals section 241. So next thing here, um, you chose the Atlanta Braves. Uh, Section 133, row 8, for the Atlanta opener, the defending World Series champions against the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, 133 is on the third baseline. It is not quite in the sections closest to the dugout, but it's like a section above those smaller sections that are right above the dugout. Gotcha. a 100-level ticket for a world champion team. That's going to be a a pretty expensive ticket in the 100-level. Uh give me $250 for those tickets. Alright. $250 the official prediction. Uh we're gonna go to your last team here, the Los Angeles Angels. Section 331, row C, seat twelve. Yeah, so sorry, no, it's first base side, it's towards the outfield though. Actually sorry, not towards the outfield, it's probably around first base. Around first base here. We have, but but it's it's the 300 level, so
1: it's not 300 level. So the price can dip a little bit till opening day, though. Uh, I think it's going to be around the uh, Royals price range. So give me give me sixty dollars for those tickets right there.
0: All right. Are you ready for the reveal of your guesses? All right. See, see how far I've got do you think I'm at Let's about? do this. So yep. you were really close on the Kansas City Royals ticket. Yeah. Um, the official price and that was $47. I'll take that. I'll take that. So you that that was a really good guess. Yep. Um, we're going to go to the Atlanta Braves one. You were also pretty close on this, a little bit farther away than the Royals one. Um, Section 133 row eight costs $223 for that ticket. So and this one you were pretty far on uh, the angels one yeah. um your guess was what fifty dollars you said or sixty yeah. dollars sixty yeah sixty uh the price for section 331 row c is 160 dollars. why for the angels opener it's i mean it's why it's 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 up there but it's between like first and home plate, kind of like uh, it is. It does definitely is a little bit expensive for, especially an Angels game. But we will uh you, we'll take that. You did pretty good on those, Nick. Especially the first two. Yeah, I'll
1: I'll, I'll take a hundred thirty-six dollars difference of that. But been a good spot. I think last time I did this, I was like three hundred four dollars off. So I, I think I think I'm in a good spot to win this. We'll see how you do here. Having with uh, the three choices, though. So. All right, let's do it. All right, we're gonna start off here with the Colorado Rockies, and we're playing the Los Angeles Dodgers uh, this upcoming weekend. So, uh, first game, I'm gonna give you section 403, row two. 403 is gonna be is gonna be like you know when you see the Rockies, that kind of the furthest out outfield seats, that kind of like it's like half circle oval behind all the trees, kind of. In so deep,
0: it's behind the wilderness area.
1: Behind the wilderness area, deep in the outfield. Uh, to be section 403 row two of that section what's your price on this ticket evan for the opener for the opener versus the los angeles dodgers give me 30 dollars. 30 dollars. all right all right the next section we're gonna go to pittsburgh pittsburgh's gonna open up at home after a series versus the cardinals uh they're gonna open up here
0: uh it's it's against the car or it's at the cardinals home stadium though right
1: uh no so it's actually interesting so the Pittsburgh will, will, will play the Cardinals. Uh, they'll open up against them next Tuesday after playing the Cardinals this weekend. So so we're going to go
0: with Pittsburgh. So, so we're, are we doing the Pirates Stadium?
1: Yeah, we're do the Pirates Stadium For, for Tuesday's for, opener. Okay. Yeah, we're we're going to do Pirates Stadium for uh, Tuesday's opener here. I'm going to give you section 137, which is going to be center field bleachers. Uh, it's going to be row B, seat 24.
0: So it's center field bleachers? Yep. For the Pirates? Yeah. Opening day. Oof, on this one give me seventy. Seventy, all right. I feel like I'm gonna be really awful the on these. I'm not too confident in these guesses. All right. So next one here, uh last one. uh with
1: like the other team. They're playing the team you chose, the Cardinals. Uh Cardinals here are gonna be opening up against the Pirates, uh, April seventh. Uh 3- three fifteen pitch time here. I'm gonna give you section one sixty B, which is gonna be on the First base side, kind of near the dugout. Row twenty-four, seat nineteen.
0: How close is like is is it the section like connected to the dugout? Like if you went down the steps, could you get to the dugout? Once, or is so it like a section above that? It's up.
1: So so they have like a diamond row, and then it's the hundred level. So so it's able to really close
0: seats, and then the hundred level, row twenty-four of that section. All right, give me give me one hundred ninety dollars on that ticket. Cardinals 100. are pretty. Pretty solid fan base, and that, those are probably pretty expensive seats for Opening Day. All right, you ready? You ready for this? Yeah, I don't think I did very well, but let's see. Uh, I think this is
1: your closest guess here. So the so the outfield in uh, for those outfield seats in the section they call the rock pile in four in 403. Sixty dollars
0: for that uh, one ticket. Wow! Out. I'm yep. surprised. I I was looking at those when I went to Coors Field at the end of last season against the Dodgers, and they were selling them for eight bucks. Opening day, man. Opening day. It's, it's not. I a, guess a, I, I didn't know it multiplied by that much. Yeah. The other. I knew I was kind of close and that one. The other two, I don't think I was even close.
1: Pittsburgh Pirates. You, you can get outfield sitting
0: in the second row for thirty-seven dollars. And what was my guess on that? Seventy-five. Seventy. 70? Yeah. I mean, that's not too bad. It's not yeah. as bad as I thought, but yeah, it's, it's still- not bad.
1: Oh. Now, this one right here, 160. Like I said, it, it's still the 100 level. It's not the die it's like it's not like the first five rows, but it's still a very good seat. 375 and 90 sets oof. Is, oof. is the cost for those tickets right there.
0: I was thinking of going a little bit higher, but I oof, that's an ugly one. Yeah, so double- can't underestimate them, Cardinals fans, man. Yeah, so total us up. So uh, do you yes. want to
1: guess? So uh, I fi- so you finished here with a, a difference of two hundred forty eight dollars ninety cents, and I finished a difference here one hundred thirty six dollars here. So I win this year. We'll we'll have the rubber back next year for uh, when we get twenty twenty three opening day. Yeah, you took that one. Do, do, who won last year? Do you remember? You won last year. I thought because you chose to me like, Yankee tickets are real expensive, and I way undercut those. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. So we're even at one one. We'll see what twenty twenty three brings. <laughs> All right, so that's going to be our episode for the day and it ended up being a little bit longer than I thought it was going to. We had the breaking news with Austin Meadows to the Tigers. Nick, I'm going to give it to you to take us out for this episode. Uh, happy opening day, everybody, and uh, enjoy yourselves on Thursday. Yeah, it's
1: going to be funnier. So when you're listening, it's probably the days of up starting. So really excited because, like I said, we're in the beginning of the podcast, we didn't think we'd be at this point yet in the season. So uh, quick notes, as always, go ahead and check out Red Bubble. A few few new logos up there, so go ahead and check it out. Get all your Redbubble merch to support the podcast. And as always, 90% of this game is half metal. Thanks for listening, guys.